Welcome back to the Point Guard Cast with your host Sean and Corey. Corey, Sean, what's up? How you been doing, man? Been all right. I mean, as good as I can be with my team, as incompetent as they are, but <laughs> I guess we'll talk about that in this episode. Hey, welcome to the club. I've been feeling that way the last few years. Um, but NBA trade that trade deadline is here. Um, and a blockbuster trade actually happened. Yeah, I don't know if it's a shock because this is, it was rumored to happen. Um, it's been rumored the last couple it weeks. Shocked me. And then it, that's, it that is true. Me. I mean, true. Like it could be. I mean, I saw. I feel like I saw it coming, but at the same time, if it didn't happen, I wasn't surprised because I guess I didn't. I mean, of course, how would I know how bad things really were in Brooklyn? But I didn't think things were that bad in Brooklyn. But anyway, I mean, they've lost ten games straight, and Kevin Durant hasn't been playing. Kyrie can't play at home. So it's like James Harden by himself right. most of the time. And I guess he wasn't messing with that. But true. Anyway. You know, we'll come back to that because I, I have I got a counter to that. So we'll come back to that. Okay. So the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers made the trade that been rumored the last couple of weeks. Um so the Brooklyn Nets send James Harden and Paul Millsap to the Philadelphia 76ers in exchange for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and Picks. Um, very interesting trade. Everybody knew that. I mean, we knew if this trade were to happen, it was gonna be um James Harden for Ben Simmons. I mean, it was rumored last year. I also think it's crazy that at about the same time last year, uh, James Harden was in trade talks. Also, he was leaving Houston and possibly either going to Philadelphia or to Brooklyn. As we know, he chose Brooklyn. Um, so how do you feel about this trade? The destination for James Harden is not surprising considering Daryl Morey. Okay. GM. Right. But the fact that James Harden is traded already one year into the his book, I mean, it's technically year two, but I mean, he just he got there January of last year, so. They only played like 15 games together. Right. Yeah. All three stars. Yeah, exactly. We don't know what they look like for real when they're healthy. They, right. He didn't want to wait it out. James Harden, he, I just don't, I just don't know about him. And like he, he's been disgruntled. He was disgruntled in Houston. Now he's disgruntled right, right here in Brooklyn, where you should have had a championship level team. They've lost ten games in a row. So I think a change needs to be happening. What well, needed to happen, but the fact that mm-hmm. it happened kind of still surprising because it, because it's like. They didn't put the amount of effort into it that I thought they should have put into it to try to make that thing work. Only person I feel like that did was Kevin Durant. He just did. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, I like that. It's very good points. I agree with you on every point. Um, you know it's crazy. I think last season they only played like five or six games together, all three. But they were six and zero, five and zero in all three of those games. Very good. So mm-hmm. I felt like. And I know that they felt like, hey, it's a small sample size, but yeah, yeah, of course it is small, right? But I think that I felt like as long as the three of them could be together and be healthy, they would be fine. And of course, going into this season with the mandates and everything going on in New York, that changed things. Of course, with Kyrie Irving, um, but it seemed like James Harden and, and Kevin Durant were willing to continue forward with just the two of them. Um, but I do think that between the situation with Kyrie, KD getting hurt recently, 
the rule change kind of affecting James Harden to begin the season. Um, I just think that those are a few of the things that kind of made him feel uncomfortable in Brooklyn. Um, I also feel like he was, I mean, he, he came from Houston. Like in Houston, it was, he was the man in Houston, right? Like that city loved James Harden like no other. Like I remember when um, it was rumored that he was going to leave Houston last year. You had fans making videos, like seeing him in public and like begging him to stay and all that, like saying how much they loved him. So I just don't think in a city like New York, he gets that same type of love because you got, even though the Knicks aren't, even though the Knicks aren't better than the Nets, most people will feel like it's still the Knicks city. Like that's New York city is it's the, it's the Knicks city. You know what I mean? So although the Nets have the bigger stars, there's way more Knicks fans than Nets fans. And I'm pretty sure he gets that feel kind of when he walks around the city. You know what I mean? So I just feel like between Kyrie, KD constantly being hurt, and then maybe not feeling as much love as he felt in Houston. And it, I don't know. It could be coaching also, and it could be the, the front office. Like maybe he doesn't like the Nets front office. Maybe he's not too fond of uh, – of uh, Steve Nash, like it's just a lot of things that could go into it, but I know for a fact, especially with the way Kevin Durant was with the All Star selections, it seems like he for sure has a beef with his other two co stars. Uh, did you notice how noticeably happy LeBron James was than Kevin Durant in that All Star draft? I did. Um, like part of it, I felt a part of it was I feel like. Since LeBron's the face of the league, he kind of has to. Like, imagine if he gets up there after, the, you know, the Lakers just had that terrible loss in Portland. He's kind of just seems down. Yeah, LeBron, yeah. yeah I get you, right? you know what I mean? So, whether or not he is happy, I feel like he LeBron, is, though. Yeah. I feel like he is genu- genuinely happy. And I just feel like right. KD's just like, I don't care. I'm not happy. I'm going to let you know it. I don't care. LeBron, that makes it feel like I feel. It's cool. <laughs> I feel like he does on the inside, but he's not showing it. Um, so who do you think? Okay, so out of these two teams, right? With um with James Harden and Paul Millsap going to the 76ers, teaming up with Joel Embiid, and then with uh Seth Curry, Ben Simmons, and Andre Drummond going to Brooklyn with Kyrie and KD. Out of these two teams, who do you think will benefit the most in the long run? Because I know a lot of people are kind of picking right now in the short term, but I can tell one of these two teams was thinking about the long run in the long term. So who do you feel at least who will benefit uh, the most? I was going to say, the way you worded that question, I was going to say short term and long term anyway. Because short term, I feel like it's build up the Long term. Okay. Because once everybody gets back and healthy and and they, um, Ooh, okay. Get some games under each other, each other's belt. I don't know if Ben Simmons is going to play point guard and Kyrie's going to play two, or Ben Simmons is going to play four. But once they get all that figured out, I think the Brooklyn Nets will be a four. But short term, though, short term, though, this season, okay. I think James Harden makes Philadelphia more of a contender than they were before this trade, obviously, because they didn't have Ben Simmons. To parallel with Joel Embiid. They have a start now to parallel with Joel Embiid. 
but this, but they got right. real players like Steph, Seth Curry that's gonna help Brooklyn right. in a long term. Like players like that is another reason I tell you Brooklyn long term really doesn't have him anymore. Brooklyn does. They also have Patty Mills. Brooklyn has a nice team. When they're healthy, they're going to have a nice team. Right. So short term, uh, Philadelphia long term. Okay. You know what? I like that and I agree with that 100%. Which one did you? I think so, you, so you, okay, so you agree. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I think in the long term, Brooklyn will, will win it. They got more, in my opinion. Um, I know that Ben Simmons hasn't played this year, and I know that last time we saw him play, he didn't have the best playoff series ever. But that doesn't mean he hasn't been working. Like He's been sitting down just because he didn't want to play alongside Joel Embiid and didn't want to play under Doc Rivers anymore. And to be honest, I don't really blame him. Um, when you have a bad series... Way, what? Go ahead. Is that the way you handle it? Because I feel like both players handled it terribly. True. I agree with that. But I guess I just feel like in a time where Ben Simmons was already down because he was playing bad and he had the comments coming from his coach and he had the comments coming from his, his co-star and he had the Philly fans making crazy videos about how much they hate him and calling him a crumb bum. Um, I just feel like he wanted his I just feel like he wanted his his team is more specifically his head coach and his co-star to have his back. And they didn't. For sure. For sure. You're right. You're right. What about James Harden? So, yeah. So, you got that kind of disrespect. I mean, I don't blame him for not wanting to do anything with those people. Because it's like, when I was down and needed somebody, and maybe, I don't know, maybe he looked to them to, you know, for some uplifting. And for them to have those comments along with the fans bashing him, I just feel like he was like, it's cool. I'm not wanting here. I'm going to go elsewhere. That kind of reminds me of what's happening with Russell Westbrook right now. Okay, I can see that. I'm not saying that the players don't have his back, but the fans certainly are trying. Right. And uh, the coach, he obviously there's a disconnect between him and Frank Vogel when he gets benched and he says things like he feels like he earned the right to be in a clutch time no matter what. So there's obvious dis- disconnect between Frank Vogel and Russell West. Right. I know I agree with that. It's probably the Lakers' two biggest problems right now. I feel like the whole roster is a problem. We're not, we not talking about that yet. Go ahead. What were you <laughs> no, we'll get, we'll get into the Lakers in a second. Um, So with James Harden going to Philly, right? This is the second year in a row where he's kind of forced his way out that's of what, a city. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like he's he's handling handling these situations terribly. How can you how right. can you let two time in That that's like uh, Antonio Brown type stuff to a lesser degree. Uh, true. True. Um. So how do you feel he will handle it in Philly if things don't work out? Because as you can see, Joel Embiid done by his tongue in terms of his teammates. If he don't like you, he'll let it be known. Or if he doesn't agree with something you do or don't do, he'll he'll let it be known. Whether he takes shots at you on social media or 
in his media comments like it, he he will let it be known so do you feel like james harden will finally find a way to make this one work or do you think he'll just force his way out again if things don't go right I hope so because if he tries to force his way out again the third team in a row, I think he becomes an untradeable contract. Ooh, okay. I think nobody I don't I don't think anybody's gonna be eager to trade for James Harden if he's continues to put Ricks in the locker room that he's playing in. Because he wants he's not happy with something that's going on and he wants to be traded somewhere else. Okay. Like he didn't even let this. He didn't even let a whole season. He wasn't even there an entire season in Brooklyn with two other stars, two other champions. As if the champions True. don't know what it takes to win, and he just knows everything. You know what? Yeah, I don't think he becomes. I don't think he's continues to be a trade contract if he doesn't work out. Hmm. Okay. What do you think? You think he did? You think Phil? Any? I mean, I think obviously, I think somebody would take James Harden, like the Sacramento Kings would take James Harden, right? If he tries to force his way out of, <laughs> of course. I think any franchise is down bad right now would take him. Not, not even right now. There, some of these franchises that are terrible now are going to be terrible next season too, because clearly they can't make competent decisions. So, if he were to, a lesser team would for sure take him, but. What does that do for James Harden in his career? He's going to want to get out again. His, his legacy will be shot. Well, I'm not going to say shot. Because, right. like, what real, never mind. I'm not even going to go there. He, he's a former MVP, former <laughs> champion. Great player, great offensive player. Don't necessarily like the way he used to play. I haven't seen him much this season because I've been kind of checking out. But... <clears throat> Um, I don't think. I, I, how about this? I think since this will be James Hart, James Harden's third team in like two and a half, three years, and since this is a destination that he kind of wanted to go to last season, also like if he didn't, he if he didn't get the opportunity to go to Brooklyn, he would have gone to Philly, and since now he's reunited with Daryl Morey, I think he's gonna question, stick it out question. this time and try to make it work. Yes. Who left Houston first? Was it James Harden or Daryl? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Daryl Morey first. Okay. okay. It was Daryl Morey. Yeah, Daryl Morey first. Then uh, Russell Westbrook, then James Harden. Yeah, that's probably why um, he wanted to get out of Houston. Because Daryl Morey, the guy that you would give everything he wants. Right, yeah, that could that could be what it is. I just think he's gonna. I think now he's gonna find a way to make it work because I think he understands that if it doesn't work out with Joel and B, everybody's gonna look at him and say that he was the problem. So it didn't work out with him and Russ in Houston. They'll say, well, actually, a lot. Some people say it's because of him, but the way Russell Westbrook is set up right now, a lot of people are probably gonna continue to say it was because of Russ. Never mind. But they'll for sure blame him for the reason why Brooklyn, the Brooklyn experiment, didn't work out. And I don't think he wants that on his legacy, you know, with people saying it didn't work out in Brooklyn because of him and then it didn't work out in Philly because of him. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think he's going to do what he needs to do to find a way to make it work. Even if that's, even if it doesn't work out this season, 
Um, now it's, it's a good chance it could work out. I mean, the 76ers are like 32, 32 and 22 at the fifth seed. Um, they're like 14 and 12 at home, 18 and 10 on the road, six and four in their last 10. Um, which isn't too bad. They're, they're like 14th in offensive rating, ninth in defensive rating, 12th in net rating. Not bad. And then again, in the fifth seed, so the Brooklyn Nets were the eighth seed when he left. So there's a chance that it could work. I don't know about them necessarily being contenders and figuring it out with, I mean, what's it, like 30 games left in the season? Uh, I don't know if it's enough time for them to figure it out and, like, become a championship caliber team this season. But that doesn't mean that that won't happen for them next season. Um, I think these next 30 games will be like an experiment to see if they'll, they can only have, if they can make it work with just James Harden, Joel Embiid, or if they need to get, like, a third star. This whole third star thing is kind of getting really old. It is. Now, it may not happen, but that doesn't mean that that's not what Philadelphia is thinking. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think it needs to happen. I think they can find a way to make it work. But that, I mean, we don't know what Daryl Morey and that front office is thinking. Yeah. This whole third star thing, we can use this as a transition. But I'm, t- I'm tired of holding it in. This whole first okay. thing is probably is probably what's going to ruin because that Russell Westbrook trade, and you you have no assets, you have no money to spend. You got to pay him more right. money next year. You're not going to be able to trade him unless you can find a deal in the off season. You already have two of them that once those next contracts are up, once Russell Westbrook contract is up, once LeBron James contract is up. You'd be probably, you might be able to find someone to come, come play with Anthony Davis, but like with this front office, the way it is, where it's playing, the way it's operated these last two years, you failed two years of LeBron James at 37 years old. Mm-hmm. You failed three years of LeBron James because the first year he got there, you didn't do anything there either. You didn't even make the playoff. So like, he doesn't have that much time left. Anthony Davis can barely stay healthy. Right. I'm going to need him to stay on the court. Generally, Sad but true. Every time he touches the ball, something, something goes wrong. It's still like So. <laughs> and then what? And then when? Is our, we have no more. They have no more assets on Stop Champ. We have to promise. They have no other assets. What other assets do they have to get better? That's why they didn't get better at the trade that I because they didn't have anybody to get better with. You're True. on. You have 35 year old vet minimum players, Taylor Horton Tucker, who's not playing very well right now, and Malik Monk, who you're going to want to sign at the end of the season, but you might not be able to sign him because Russell Westbrook's on the contract. How are you going to be able to re-sign Malik Monk if that guy that's a negative player most of the time? I'm, I, I like Russ. I like Russ as a person. But as a player, he's a negative player right now in 2022. Can you agree with that? Um, it's definitely hard to disagree with that. Right. So yeah. Um, you, that's that's you're right. Um, so for those who don't know, the Lakers didn't make any significant moves at the trade deadline, and that was like they a huge. That was a huge deal. Um, there were a ton of people who you definitely said, thought that they you were said gonna, significant. They didn't make anything. They didn't do anything. They just sat on their hands. They're gonna go to the buyout market to try to, find, to try to find more thirty five year olds to put on this team. <laughs> and at this point, like, they might. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
And it's like, what are you doing? It, I'm just, it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating. Go ahead. Right. No, it is. It's, I can definitely see where it's frustrating. Um, so the Lakers reportedly turned down a deal with the Rockets um, that would have dealt with having trading John Wall for Russell Westbrook and a 2027 first round pick and possibly getting Eric Gordon in that deal somehow. But the Lakers apparently didn't want to give up that first round pick. And, and when that's you're so incompetent, when you're so incompetent, people come at you with outrageous deals like that. That's a, They shouldn't have took that deal, but they had no other option. They had no other option. Right? Uh, that I heard of. I guess no, that was a, really it. I guess they had a fan uh, with the Knicks and Cam Reddish, but if you get Cam Reddish and sing out THC, isn't that basically the same thing? Is Cam Reddish that much better than no. Cam Reddish? Not really. Right, exactly. So, Not at this point in his career, no. So there was no trade that could have helped this team. And no, it's just no. frustrating that they were at that point in the first place. And I think that the days of listening to to superstars what they want all the time should be over because it didn't work out. You had you had other right. Apparently, they had other deals on the table in the summer before they did the Russell Westbrook trade. The two Anthony Davis and LeBron right. wanted Russell Westbrook. They got Russell Westbrook. It's not working, and now what do you do? You just wasted another season because I don't see anything changing. Nobody in the buyer market is going to help this team. It's like no trade was going to help this team. So right. He's just wasting another year, LeBron. Hopefully, he doesn't dip out on you to go play with Bronny in a couple of years. But if he did, I completely understand. Because, like, what are you doing? Somebody needs to be fired. True. Um, and that might happen. Um, yeah, I, this this is what I, I feel. I feel like the if there was a trade to be made or somebody did, you know, have something significant that they wanted to trade, I feel like that Anthony Davis and LeBron told the front office, don't do it. Because they were the ones who vouched for Russ, for having Russ come to L.A. so much, that they're just like, we're just going to have to deal with it. We're just going to have to swallow our pride, deal with it, and find a way to make it work. And to me, that's really the only option that they have. I mean... What's the way to make it work for What's the What can what can they do to make it work? Do you, have, do you know what they can do to make it work? Uh, not really, but I'm going to tell you one thing. It definitely starts with... Um, the, the defense, like this is a dumb roster. This, the roster is bad, badly structured. People true. said that in the offseason. I didn't want to believe. You know, as a fan, you want to give everything a chance. But watching them, it doesn't work. If we would have been better off resigning. I mean, staying with the guys from last year. I guarantee you, they'd be a better team than they were this year. If they would have just stayed with the guys from last year, they would have had a year under their belt. The uh, players would have been more developed, like Kuzma and all them. Would have been more developed in their in their roles, like he is in Washington. Right. He probably might, might have had to find a point guard for Shooter. Shooter wasn't uh, gonna take anything less than what they offered him. I mean, anything like you you know the, the deal with Shooter, Shooter would happen. So they probably didn't just have to find another point guard, but they'll better trade out. Right. Right, which uh, of course, which I agree with. My, this is my thing. They wanted, they wanted to get Russell Westbrook. 
your two superstars vouched and said that's who we want to play with. So you made sure that you got Russell Westbrook and turned down other offers so that you can get Russell Westbrook. So in my book, in my opinion, that's what they wanted. That's what they got. I don't think that they thought it would be this bad or at least not this bad this early. Maybe they thought in the playoffs it would be this bad and not in the regular season, but it's been this bad, you know, from the beginning. Um, I also don't think they accounted for the injuries. Um, Anthony Davis and LeBron, like LeBron being hurt to start the season. But then, of course, once he was able to come back from being hurt um, and off that suspension, he was he was great. Um, then he got hurt again and missed some games, yeah, but then came back and was still the same pretty much. Um, I just don't think they accounted for that. They, they didn't account for Russ being uh, what he is this year, I should say. Um, people, in, people in Crypto.com Arena, as they call it now. We're, we're literally telling this man not to shoot the ball. I've never seen that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't Kobe seen that. Kobe Bryant took some of the toughest, most toughest, worst shots in the history of basketball. And that arena never talking about to shoot. I mean, I guess because they knew it, <laughs> that he was going to make half of those shots, but... Right. They never told that man not to shoot the ball. Yeah, it is kind of embarrassing. I'm not like, going to like it's bad. It is bad. <laughs> sure. It, it is imagine bad. How, imagine how elite if you just paid Malik Monk, right? And kept Alex Caruso. Imagine how elite that basketball defense offense. Right. The scoring of Malik Monk, the defense of, of uh, the defense and plus minus of Alex Caruso. I don't know how how you would say that. Would you say the plus minus or the net rating of Alex Caruso? Um, you can say his plus minus. You could just say that he just it's the right, yeah. He was always a positive player. He didn't have to have a triple double to be a positive player. Russell Westbrook has triple no. doubles and be negative impact player. So, so like, so like, what are we saying here? That's a good point. That's a good question. I don't, I don't, I don't know. The press, you know, I've never had. I've never had not had this much. How do I want to put that word? This is one of the least fun years I've ever had watching the The 2019 last Stevenson Michael Beasley like a little more fun. That's a fact. That's a that's a sad fact, but a very true one. Um, the main team. This is the yeah. Main thing. This should be the main. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Um, but I mean, this is the decision that they made. If that team played this team one on one. They probably beat this. Oh no, they would for sure. They had what, what the starting line? What they had: Lonzo, KCP, LeBron, Kuzma, and Javale. Yeah, I mean that team did destroy the Warriors on Christmas Day. I mean, I know it was just Christmas Day, but that was the KD Warriors, so. I know it's just one game, but no, I agree. Uh, I just, um, the weird thing about this team compared to last year's team is last year's team was a great defensive team, but they lacked a lot in offense. It's weird that this team's offense is pretty good, but their defense is so bad that it doesn't matter. The numbers say they're pretty good, but when you watch them, they're very I mean, kind of, but I mean, even the last game versus Portland, they came out swinging. You saw those, I mean, they were hot 
in the, the first two quarters shooting wise, they were making shots. It's just that. How do you lose that game to all those? See, that's what I'm saying. How do you lose to that team? It's the, the defense. I told you the defense is so bad that it doesn't matter what they do offensively. It, Who it, started it, every game is close. Who started? Uh, a bunch of G League players. Damian Lillard didn't start. CJ McCollum had just got traded. Yeah, it was, it was. Who else was Robert Covington? Not on that team. He had got traded. Who was? I don't even. I can't even tell you a starter. And they lost to that um, team. <laughs> I mean, they had training. And you can't even play Russell him. Westbrook that time because he didn't even play. No, it, it, of course not. But that's what I mean. Like the defense this year as a whole is so bad. Like it's, it's you know, you like I remember last year everybody was talking about the Nets played bad defense. It was it wasn't great, but it wasn't so bad that it matched their offense. Like also, it's so bad this year that you can't even tell how decent their offense is this year. That's how bad it is because it doesn't matter. They also, they, the Nets were also two feet. I mean, two inches away. From a conference finals and probably a champion. I mean, true, but I'm I'm talking about just the defense. Like everybody was just talking about their defense last year. Defense isn't that great. Defense isn't that great. Yada yada yada. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And I was like, I get that. I was like, but their defense isn't that bad. But their offense is so good that it doesn't matter. I was like, the defense isn't great, but it's not terrible. The the Lakers' defense this year is atrocious. So like, it doesn't matter how good they are offensively. Or who are they even at offensively? If they don't start buying them on the defensive end, it's just going to be more of the same thing. That's why every game is close. Whose fault is that? Is it Frank Fogel's fault? The last two years, his defense was very good. He had the top defense last year. One of the top defense last year. Yeah, and the year before. Yeah, exactly. So, to me, that's just it's just it's just the pieces that they have. They gave up the pieces that made their defense great. Thank you. Thank you. That's what it is. They gave up you the pizza. Me the Lakers don't miss Alec Caruso or KCP. Yes, they do. They even miss Kyle Kuzma. They missed the four fact. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the biggest problem with Kuz last year was really his offense. His defense wasn't bad. His defense was great. He was just inconsistent offensively sometimes, but uh, his, his defense was great. But that's just what I'm saying. Like, their defense is so, so bad this year that... It's, it just ruins everything. And then people people always make the Austin Reeves can Alex Russo comparison. Like, if you kept Russo, would have Reeves. That's not true. You can have, they can have both of them. I can have both of them. Just no, they could have had, they could have had both of them for sure. They don't even play the same position. Why is that even a topic of conversation? Because they both white guys. <laughs> That's probably what it is. That's honestly probably what it is. Uh, so <laughs> that's crazy. Okay, so the Lakers currently are twenty six and nine. They're ninth seed in the West. The seventeen twenty six and twenty nine. Excuse me. Um, ninth ninth in the West. I think Portland made it twenty six and thirty. No, no, no it's just twenty nine. Oh, yeah, it ain't thirty yet. You you're trying to jinx? Now they play the Warriors on this Saturday tomorrow. So it'll be, it'll it be probably 30. will be thirty tomorrow. But. They're seventeen and thirteen at home, nine nine and seventeen on the road, and they're three and seven in their last ten, which is horrible. Um, they're still top three in pace, which is crazy. Um, they're twenty fourth in offensive rating, sixteenth in defensive rating, twentieth in that rating. See, you see what I'm saying about offense? But see, part of the reason why that offensive rating is so so. It's weird. So, the, of course, the offensive rating isn't great, but you got 
LeBron averaging 29-7-6, and then AD scored 25-plus in five out of his last eight. And he's had 10-plus rebounds in four out of his last eight. But like I said, what's ruining the offensive production is the defense being so bad. You don't even, you can't even tell what the offensive production looks like. And then Westbrook's being so inefficient, and then a couple of their role players being so inefficient every night also doesn't help with their offensive rating. But biggest thing is defense has to get better. But at this point, they can't add anybody to make defense better. So at this point, everybody has to buy in on the defensive end for it to get better. Yeah. Secondly, they show flashes sometimes where they play defense for like a position or two, and then they go right back to playing bad defense. And it's everybody, including the stars. I, I agree. I agree with that 100%. That's the reason why I said at this point, everybody just has to buy in on defense. Because it's not like you can play great defense for a couple of possessions here and there and then rely on some of your role players to play great defense for more possessions than the Stars. Like, you don't have that you don't have that luxury anymore. I felt like the last couple of years, the Lakers, Lakers kind of had that luxury because they had the players who could do that, but they don't they don't have that luxury this year. Um, so that's why I say everybody has to buy in, including, I mean, people always get on mellow for his defense, but at this point, he got to play great defense. They, they can't they can't continue to try and hide him on D. Same with Russell Westbrook. If he's in there, he's got to play great defense. Like, there's nobody that they can add that's going to help make their defense better. So, at this point, everybody just has to buy in on defense. If no, if nobody buys in on defense, it's going to be more of the same. They're going to be in the play-in or they won't even make the play-in at all. I mean, I can't either, but I also didn't think at this point in the season they would be this bad. That would be a nice day. Yeah. You're right. So, um, they've got a lot they got to make up for. Um, I just think that they all kind of agree, like, again, this is the choice we made. We got to live with it. Just got to find a way to make it work. So, we'll see what the Lakers end up doing. Um, they've got, like, I think it's got, like, 26 games left in the regular season and like 24 games after the all-star break so to be honest the isn't the all-star this week this weekend next weekend next weekend yeah next weekend yeah this weekend the Lakers play the Warriors that's not gonna be a win but um at this point hey it might it might We'll see. I, they need. I'll tell you what. They need a win like that. Like the Lake, the Warriors don't need that win. Like the Warriors can lose to the Lakers and not even bat an eye, and it's it's okay. But that's because of how well they've been playing this season. So if they were to like rest some people before the All Star break, like if they decided they wanted to rest Curry, Clay, Draymond, they could and lose to the Lakers on Saturday. It wouldn't matter. I think the league. I think the younger. The younger generation is kind of taking over. You look at the standing, you look at the standing, and you see the Cavs, where the Cavs are. You see where the Grizzlies are. You see where the Suns are. Yeah. Those are all young teams. Usually, usually the True. old, the, the experience wins out. Like most of the champions, most champions have an average age of like 29, 30 years old. Which was right. one of my, which was. Stupidly, one of my um, points in the start of the season, people talking about the latest age. 
you people that were talking about the Larry the Age, y'all were right. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, but see, this this only thing I'll say. It's still the regular season. Cool. We all know things are a lot different in the postseason. I still, I still take my healthy Andrew Davis and LeBron James. So what I'm saying, I still take a lot of healthy vet vet savvy teams in the playoffs over some of these younger teams. But yeah, this could have somebody else step up. We need another point guard. What is Kendrick Nunn doing? Why is he still hurt? What that's the meanest bone bruise I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, Kendrick Nunn's injury is a bone bruise, huh? and it just got reported that he's gonna be out till late March. Oh yeah, March, yeah. I don't know what that's about. Um, but um, you bringing up another point guard. Last question I'll ask you about the Lakers. It's rumored that if Dennis Schroeder gets bought out, that they're looking to sign him. Again, would you take him? Yes, that's fine. I'm be honest. If they take him, then that means Russell Westbrook is coming off the bench. Uh, at this point, I have no problem with that. And if he wants to go home about it, that's all. I'm just being honest. If they, if the Lakers pick up Dennis Schroeder again, I think Russell Westbrook is going to the bench. They can go get your car and drive it. They can go get Dennis Schroeder. I like. I just want a point guard that's gonna be a plus. They and they can even come off the bench. The fee Russ's ego, so he won't mess up the locker room or whatever. He can still start. But if, but if he's not playing like he hasn't played in the past, like before this season, the plus play that Russell Westbrook was. Right. Westbrook was. I said Westbrook. I cannot believe I did that. I apologize. Oh, God. But the. Hey, what else? Oh, yeah. If he gets, if uh, a buyout, point guard comes in, you can still start him. But if he doesn't play, if he doesn't play it, if he's not playing like a plus player in crunch time, he's gonna have to go to the bench. Right. And how he feels about it is on him. Because if you're not playing like you should be playing, why would you? Sh- why do you think you should be in the game? Because he said that out of his mouth. That's a problem for me. Like true. I, I get Russell Westbrook feels like he has. Something. Like he's proving everything he needs to prove. But like my guy, you won MVP four years ago. That was a long time ago. Since I looked at you and was like, dang, Russell Westbrook's a pretty good player. He's a one of the top five to ten players in the league. That's the last time I said that about Russell Westbrook. And right now, the way you're playing, to, to insinuate that you feel like you should be in the starting lineup or in the closing lineup regardless of how you're playing. At the end of it. Yeah. Play better. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add? Um, no, that's really it. Um, I think it was an interesting trade deadline. I think I just feel like the most significant moves were, were between Brooklyn and the Sixers, and then um, had that trade between the Pacers and uh the King. That was very interesting. Kind of set. NBA Twitter world on fire. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it worked out for both teams. Though. I think it was done for the Kings to trade Hattenberg. 
Uh, Tyrese Hall. Uh, I say Halliburton, but I don't know. If that's right. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but yeah, he's been on fire this season, so I wasn't expecting them to trade him. Like he should have been one of those untouchable type players. Like he's averaging fourteen point seven seven assists on good shooting percentages. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know why they I traded him. Forty percent from three on like four attempts or something like that. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. The, the Kings and Pacers are weird. Um, but uh, yeah, that trade set NBA Twitter on fire, and then the Lakers doing absolutely nothing, also kind of set the world on fire. But I, I'm be honest with you, I expected it. Me too, because like they, like I said, they had no assets. They had nothing to trade. There's, there was nothing right. to trade that was going to make this team from a ninth seed to a sixth seed in the next. Exactly. So that's the reason why I said they just they got to deal with it, and I think they they know that too. So it'll be interesting interesting to see how the Lakers finish out these last 26, 24, 26 games. Um, it'll be also be interesting to see who does better to finish the season, the Nets or the Sixers. Sixers already got a head start because of the fifth seed, while the Nets are the eighth seed, and KD isn't back yet. So and there's no timetable for his return. So I'm gonna go out on limb and say the Nets are not going to finish ahead of the Sixers. In the playoffs, yeah, so I don't. We'll see how that goes. Right, that's that to me. That's going to be the story to see when the playoffs start. We'll see which teams are real and which teams are. That's but all I know. Again, in the playoffs, Kyrie still can't play. Oh yeah, you're right because they didn't get that. Mm, well, we'll see what happens. But at least you'll have a healthy, hopefully, better than that. We still want to top three players in the world. Yeah, of course. Right. I agree with that. I think Steph, Seth Curry, Seth. Oh, say Steph. Seth Curry is gonna help out Brooklyn a whole lot. They're gonna love that pickup. Him and Pat, having him and Patty Mills in there, it's a lot of shooting for Brooklyn, so they're, they're gonna like that. You can go small ball. You can go small ball. Patty Mills and, and Seth Curry shooting all over the place. That's what I'm saying. Ben Simmons as the facilitator. That's crazy. Like you can have, you can be something nasty in, in uh, Brooklyn. You have Ben Simmons playing with LeBron all facilitate the all these shooting. And the score like coming right out there. Right. But the Brooklyn Nets will be a force. Right. And I hope that they get it together. Because this point, I'm not going to be pulling for anybody to win a championship. Because I know my team isn't winning a championship. So I'm going to have to find somebody to win. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. Maybe the Lakers can get it together. Yeah, um, it's just, you know, it is. Right. Um, but you got anything else to add? No, that's it. What about you? That's it. I'm interested to see what this back half of the season is like after the All-Star break. See which teams uh, step up and which teams take a uh, take a couple steps back. On a personal level, Russell Westbrook's my guy. 
I just want to put that out in the, out in the open because <laughs> it sounded like I hated him in this episode, but I'm really, I'm really just talking about basketball. <laughs> I don't think he's the, I don't think he's the right fit for the team. I don't know what team he's the right fit for. I don't know when he was the, the last time he was a right fit for a team. Hopefully he finds that team, but it won't be with the Lakers. Hopefully he figures it out in the summer because I don't want to go back into next season with the same roster. With the same degree, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to do something. This has been another episode of Playing Out Japan. We'll see y'all next time.